What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Straight Up Real Talk. What's going on, Sarone? How you doing? I'm doing great. It's a fantastic day here in the neighborhood in North Carolina. Is it really a fantastic day, though? Or, yeah. <laughs> or are you just one, being like positive? One, I woke up. I'm alive. I'm well. Okay. I okay. came there. It's hot. But guess what? I want to make the best day of it. <laughs> Yeah. Good, good. So what has been going on with you? What's been going on this week? Yeah, I'm gonna need for you to look up so 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 we can see your face. Sorry, my there bad. I'm go. like I, I'm a multitasker, so I'm doing there like fifty thousand things at one time. So there what is go. going on, everybody? How you doing? Yeah, there we go. Been good. Just a work as usual, the norm trying to next month school starts for me, so it's gonna be a little hectic. Yeah. But nonetheless, I'm ready for the for the start off a new journey academic journey for me as well so all right it. all right no that sounds yeah. good and also, so go ahead oh, we anything we go. have a special guest Dwayne yes. Godwin he is a we talk about life insurance yes we're going to talk about financial literacy in our african-american community and um, he's going to come out a little bit later and he's going to tell us all about that you can get in contact with him Yes. You your life insurance policy, whole life term. Like, I guess what? I'm going to do my research, too. So, yes, yes. That is very important because uh, I'm not going to go into it all the way into it. But I honestly don't even know the difference between like term life insurance and whole life. Like, I honestly like every now and then I'll research it. And then this is uh -huh. to me, it's a lot of mumbo jumbo. And I just like, I don't care. I mean, I have well, insurance. Well, but when it comes out, we'll we'll get all yeah. that squared away. Good, What's been good. going on with you, sir? World traveler. <laughs> Man, first of all, the fact that I'm even here right now is like <laughs> it's a big deal, right? Uh -huh. Like it's been crazy. I'm exhausted. Like it's so funny how you you need a vacation from your vacation, right? And so yes, because it gets very tiring. It does. It's tiring, and the sun is hot. Yeah, I mean, we went to you know we went to a, a couple of different countries, had a good time. If I took off my hat right now, I would literally look like an alien. So <laughs> let me tell you what happened really quickly. Right. Oh, so me. me, I'm not a sun person. I love the sun, but I don't chill out in the sun. Right. So I never tan. I never do any of that nonsense. Right. And so I'm not going to call it nonsense, but I just don't do that. Right. And so I'm on the beach on multiple beaches chilling. And me, I'm like, well, let me just wear a headband. So then that way, if I sweat, the headband will catch the sweat and I'm good. Uh -huh. Don't do that, people. I take off my headband. I got this light ring going around. <laughs> I look crazy as hell. Mm -hmm. I end up looking crazy as hell. And so sunscreen, don't wear a headband. Wear a hat, cover your head. And, and But yeah, I had a good time. I can't wait. I'm already planning next year. And so, yeah, we just had a good time. I'm glad I'm back, ready to get this show started. Awesome, awesome. And just some admin notes. Thank you all for following us, liking us sharing our videos on Facebook, Instagram, yeah. YouTube, follow us on um, iHeartRadio, Apple yes. Music Podcast, Spotify, Facebook. Thank you all. And if For you sure. haven't, go ahead and follow us. It's For straight sure. up, straight up Definitely. real talk. Definitely. I just want to say too that um, like you guys are really showing up this season like i'm not even in front like when i look at our numbers like the numbers that you see i don't know if you can even see the numbers like it looks like whoever you see is watching that's those are not accurate numbers but this year you guys are really like showing up for us and so we just mm -hmm. want to say thank you like 
it, it actually it's a big deal. It means something in terms of getting sponsors and getting picked up by various stations. It means a lot. So thank you. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So we're going to uh, go straight. We're going to go to a little bit of reality. Oh, my He's favorite. Not one of my favorite people on reality TV. You know what I'm you saying? Must be, you must be talking about Kim Zosiak Beerman. Uh, oh, so that's what she's going by now? Well, that was her husband. That, that was. That is her husband. Well, she's technically, technically her name is right now Kim Zosiak Beerman right now. Okay. <laughs> right? And so, anyway, I'm pretty sure everyone knows. It's been all over the blogs, all in the news, how they were getting divorced. They were calling the cops on each other. He called her a gambler. She said he kidnapped the kids. It was a hot mess. It still is a hot mess. All of a sudden, they did a 180. You thought I was going to say 360. No, they did a 180. <laughs> <laughs> they did a 180, and now all of a sudden, they're at church holding hands, right? Hmm. And so I'm calling BS on it. To me, I think it was, I, I think it's all fake. I think they're trying to get a new reality show. Don't be tardy for the uh, reconciliation. Like, <laughs> I do think it's BS. I think, I think they, like, I think they played the media the whole time. I think, um, she, you know, they, her talk show, her talk show, her um, reality show, Don't Be Tardy, got canceled like two years ago, I think. And so they haven't been doing anything. And I think she had, she had been trying to get back on the Real Housewives of Atlanta, but they were kind of mm-hmm. like, eh, not right now, not a good time. So they do all of this fake drama, all this fake divorce, go through all of this stuff. And now the Real Housewives of Atlanta is now going after her to want her back. And I'm like, we, we, were, we were just pretty. We were played. Sorry, y'all. I'm so yeah, yeah, because it sounds fake to me. It's it exactly like it's all for the all, all exactly. For the cameras. Exactly. Like, how is it? Yeah. Like, literally, you were accusing each other of kidnapping last week, and this week you were in church holding hands. Like, get out of here. Like, I mean, oh. what exactly is her storyline going to be? Because she has all these kids that she has to feed. I guess the storyline could be, oh, my husband and I went through this thing, and now we got back together, and and now I have all this fake drama to like talk about. Mm. I'm yeah, calling BS on it. She's never been that girl for me. No, no, no. Yeah. I've never been a fan of. No, I take that back. Season one, I did like him. She seemed down to earth, but slowly I started seeing like little things about her that I didn't okay. like. You know, when she had the assistant, I don't know, she had the assistant, sweetie, the the black girl who she pretty much treated like crap. Oh, wow. And how she, and how she said like candies and million dollar mansion was kind of in the ghetto and she had to lock our car doors and. She didn't want to be eating with some of the girls at a barbecue, eating fried chicken. There was just little things mm, that she would say when you were like, when you like, hmm, out of all of the things that you could have said about them eating at a barbecue. First of all, first of all, most people don't even eat fried chicken at a barbecue. No. You know what I mean? It's not. It's, it's, it's what is it? Uh, grilled. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's not fried. And so she knew what she was saying. And it was just instances like that where I stopped messing with her. But anyway, I'm tired of giving her airtime because it was fake. Yeah, yeah. All right. So we're going to move on to something into the arena of politics. Oh, God. Yes. And you, you all may have remembered him when he dressed in drag. Miss George. <laughs> yes. Miss George. So what's been going on with uh, Sister George? So... You know what? Let me go back and put this picture back up. Put that picture back up. Because, see, let me stop. Because, let me stop. I said, I said, I I said this year that I was going to be nicer and I was not going to say the things that I think. So I'm not going to say it. But anyway, 
George Santos had the audacity to compare himself literally to like Rosa Parks. And and it's at a point now where I honestly think that these politicians are just saying anything, literally anything, just to get airtime or just to be that person who said something shocking because you know you're going to get airtime. You know it's going to be in the blogs. You know that everybody's going to be talking about it, right? And so what is that saying? You would rather be, um, if you can't be famous, you could be infamous. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so these, these, and I'm going to say Republicans, yeah. It just it just seems like that's just the road that they're going. It's like let me just say anything and see what sticks to the wall. Let me see what I can get what what's what's going to get me coverage today. It's just like it's yeah, I'm over it. Yeah, there's no way that he should compare himself to Rosa Parks. He's not even the same sentence. No. No. You know, like why why is being slammed by by Rosa Parks? First of all, what you did was illegal, immoral and also un unethical. Man. as well by stealing people's money and lying about your credentials man I, if it was a black man that was in that same position he wouldn't even have a leg to stand on right now as we speak he would have been ousted and quick. been replaced because look how quickly they ousted those two uh personnel those two yep. Yep. black men i forgot mm -hmm. what state they were from um when they out them within days days for the white woman that was saved yeah and then days later they well days to a week or we're gonna have yep. later they yep. were voted back in exactly to, i forgot what state they were, were from I, was it arizona was it arizona or something remember. something i don't remember either yeah. if, if, if you guys know in the comments let us know states. Yeah, if you if you guys know in the comments, let us know. But yes, yeah, I, I do remember that story, and I think it was telling that all I'm gonna say three of them because it was two black guys and the Caucasian woman, woman were pretty much doing the same thing, yeah. and they chose not to expel her. Like that said, that said everything that that needed to yeah, be said. I agree, right? And so it's stuff like that where you look at it and say, I don't know how you can't like just 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 like look and see that racism isn't still out there. That's yeah. just like. That's like in your face, in your face. And so if you're saying, oh, no, racism doesn't. And this goes for the, the black people, too, who are screaming, oh, it's a racism. Mm -hmm. Everybody gets a fair chance. Only to, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> and I'm just going to just shut up and be quiet. Like, go over there. If you want to go over there, then go over there. Mm -hmm. But don't try to look at everybody else and be like, oh, everybody get the same opportunities. No, we don't. No, we do no, not. We don't. No, we don't. Stop. No, we, do no, we don't. Just, just because you made it. That doesn't mean anything. And most of the time, the way you made it, you made it by the same way that other people are trying to make it. And you just happen to make it. Now you want to sugar honey icy on everybody else. Notice mm -hmm. how I threw that in there, right? And so, yeah, just like what uh, Clarence Thomas did a few weeks ago. Thank you. When exactly. he did the uh, affirmative action. Exactly. Exactly. Something he that he benefited from. There. He benefited from it. But yeah. now that he's in his, yeah, he wants to, oh, get out of here. Like, I. Yeah. See, I can't even say it because this. See, I can't even talk about this because it gets it gets me mad. Like, wait until, like, it's gonna be interesting when we're doing our show during the the election cycle. Cause mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna be fired up, ready to go in my bomb. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Because yeah, I, so, I am ready for it. Yeah, I'm ready. And so, no to George, no to George Santos. Get out of here. Get out of here with that. Yes, please do. Have a several seats. So, so, this is one of my favorite parts of the show. Again, if you all are out there, please chime in. 
and um, get with the conversation. And oh, by the way, thank you all for joining in last week too. It was Definitely. very good. Definitely. Thank you. Thank you all. Gracias. All right. So this is one of my favorite parts. It's uh, would you rather. So would you rather. So this is the, the question that I have for you, uh, Serge, and for those that are listening. Would you rather to work a high-paying job that you hate or your dream job with only just enough money for rent, food, and utilities? Oh, that's easy. My dream job. Why is that? That's easy. I've worked at a place that I hated and made money. And I used to, I remember, (laughs) is Tia here? Tia, no. I'm not even going to say the name of the company, but I hated that company with a passion. Tia and I, we worked at the, we worked together. We met there and we worked there. I hated that place with a passion. I remember, I think it was on the 10th floor. And I remember as the elevator was going up and it was open, the doors were open. I would like take a deep breath and I'm like, it's like, like it was that bad. Like it was really that bad where you just woke up in the morning and was like, if I don't show up, like, like mm. and I can't do it. I can't do it. I would rather struggle and be, my whole thing is this, I'm at work more than I'm home. And so if I'm going to be somewhere at that much, I at least, I at least need to be, if not happy, like content. Mm-hmm. And so I can't be miserable there like eight hours a day. I can't do it. Get somebody else to okay. do it. Okay. So Not you would me. just go and just uh, I'll scram- do your job. You would just scram- pay your basic utilities. I, I, as long as I can eat and look halfway decent, like I can't, like I cannot work. I can't do that. I can't. Okay. Well, what I about you? This one of the very few moments that you and I do agree. <laughs> I would prefer to work my butt off for mm. what I want. Until when I get to there and just have enough to just to survive. Because yeah. I know what it is to have absolutely nothing. You go into an apartment, all you have is a, just a blow-up mattress. Yeah. No bags, no TV, or nothing. So I know what it is to from the bottom to the top. Well, I'm not at the top yet, yeah. but I'm, I'm getting yeah. there. I'm telling you. Yep. I'm actually getting there. So, but yeah, so I would definitely go ahead and yeah. And, and do that. Yeah. No, nope, I, I, I agree. Yeah. So so we finally agreed on something. I don't know. Maybe this is like the second or third. Time. <laughs> about that, but it's very rare. I know, yeah. right? For real. No, yeah. So like we last agreed. week, you wanted to wear your underwear. For a month. Before, yeah. Socks? No. No. Mm, yeah. Wait, no. Maybe wait, no. Right. No. I said, no. I said I would wear my socks, not my yes. underwear. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would wear my socks, not my underwear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, again, like, I don't have a foot problem. Like, I don't. I'm not even saying I have a f- foot problem because mm-hmm. just because you know people just naturally, you know, normal day to day, you have foot smell, whatever case may be. I okay. just don't. I just don't have that. Like, it takes me days, you know, before my foot would smell. Like, okay. they just okay, yeah, they okay. Just, so, so I'm still sticking with my feet. Sorry. Okay. Hey. Yes. So, so I actually have a, uh, uh, I actually have one. And so as you guys can see, I'm like stuttering. I'm all over the place. I'm still on vacation mode. Forgive me. I get it. I get it together. But seriously, don't listen. So what would you rather? Okay. You ready? I am. 
Okay. Would you rather be with the love of your life? Now, this is forever. Be with the love of your life. You guys, you, 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 you are great together. You, you love her. You, everything is, 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 is perfect. But the sex is trash. And when I say trash, you can't even fix it. Like, it, you can't even fix it. It's just trash. It's so trash that you avoid it. But other than that, like, you're happy. Like, like everything else is perfect. Dream person. Trashy sex. Or, yeah. or be with someone for the rest of your life. The sex is amazing. Bombs bursting in air. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Literally bombs bursting in here, <laughs> like, uh, like it's is it, and perfect every time, perfect mm -hmm. every time. But outside of that, you're miserable with this person, miserable. Like it just it like there's nothing in common. It's just not working. It's different rooms, like like it's it's that bad. But bedroom, amazing. Which way are you going? I would definitely go with A. Okay, A. Okay. I would go with A. Mm -hmm. Sex, you can find a way to somehow trash. It was situation. no, it was trash. It was trash. There's no Remy in that situation. Okay, so okay, I would still go with A. Okay. And I will go with uh, the rule, what I've heard mm -hmm. and what I, when I was watching Natalia Perry talk about the 80-20 rule. Okay. Explain you know, it to me. So the 20% that you really want in this case mm -hmm. is a sex, but you're not okay. getting it. But you see somebody out there that has that 20% and that 20% looks really attractive. Mm -hmm. Looks really attractive. But when you get with that person... That person doesn't offer you what you have at home. Mm -hmm. Cook, clean, take care of the house. It's good with their money, financial-wise. They know about everything else. They, 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 don't, they don't give you the time, the attention, or anything. But that 20% looks really good what you don't have. Okay. But when you see the 80% now, the 80% mm -hmm. has what that 20% is not offering. So which would you mm -hmm. prefer? So okay. I always go back to the 80-20 rule mm -hmm. because one looks good when you don't have it. Okay. You know, so, every so I would definitely go with uh, A, okay. sex is trash, but everything else works. You know? So so the yeah. only thing I heard you said out of that whole long thing, you said you're just trying to talk yourself out of <laughs> reason. <laughs> No, but I would definitely go with A. You're gonna go with A. All right. All right. All right. So you so you're gonna live with bad sex. Yeah. Okay, no, just asking. Okay. Tiffany said, be with the love of my life. She's a woman. Of course she's gonna say that. Like, like she's gonna say that. Like, come on. All all mostly all women are gonna say they wanna be with the love of their life. Well, you never know. You might have some people that say, look, you know what? Sex is more important to me than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but we, all, we always have to remember that at some point in time, the sex is going to just be that's it. And you're going to need a little bit more than sex yeah. in this life. All right. I hear you. All right. All right. I hear yeah. you, Mr. Goody Two Shoes. All right. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to do one more and then we're going to 
get uh, Dwayne to get out here. So, Jamie's back. Yes, Jamie is, is back. Did you, or is it a clone? Because you know that's a thing, right? It's a thing uh, out there that there was like, that's not really Jamie. That's a clone. Because why isn't he talking? He hasn't said anything. First of all, I find all of this hilarious as hell, right? Mm -hmm. I, like, I literally find this, I'm finding this funny now. But it's something very interesting about this, right? And and what is it? Jamie Foxx is he is very uh, like he he he's not out there when it comes to like putting his business out there, right? You, okay. You don't. We talked about this already, right? You don't hear about him too much. You don't hear about people he's dating all this and all this. All of a sudden, he's popping up in bowling alleys, on boats, saving women's purses, like. It's almost like they're throwing him out there like he's a prop. Like, look, see, we told you he was okay. And it's just weird to me that that it's just weird. And I'm not saying that's I'm not saying that that's a clone. I'm not, I'm just like the whole thing is this whole thing to me is just weird as hell. I'm sorry. It's weird. That's all I got to say. Okay. It's weird. And, and one last thing, one last thing, like, has he spoken? Like, did you, and I'm not, did you, did he say anything in the clips? Like, I've just seen the clips. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know if he's even like, hey, what's, what's going on? I'm back. Da -da, I'm feeling better. Like, you just randomly, like, see him. And I'm not being funny. First of all, let me say, I'm not being funny, nor am I trying to make light of anything, whatever the case may be. But whenever you see him, am I bugging out? Or is it maybe it's just TV? He's always moving, like, slow in motion, like, almost like he's, like, scared he's going to hurt something. I don't know. Maybe I've it's just. I've never really paid attention. Pay attention. So, it's almost like he's moving really slow. Like, like I don't know. It's it's yeah. weird. It's weird. Sorry, people, but it's weird. Yeah. God I want to go to the comment section. Uh, Bradshaw, and I'm agree with Bradshaw. He said, I still don't know what supposedly yeah. happened to him because as of right now, yeah, it's like kind of controversial. Did he have a yeah. stroke? Not have a stroke? Wasn't he, wasn't he a part of like a movie at the time? Exactly. And they had a Russian mob set? So it's like exactly. a little bit like Exactly. Not too sure. Exactly. Hey, Tia. Tia, I'm shouting you out. I was literally just talking about you. I don't know if you just popped in. I was talking about, I didn't say the name, Tia. I was talking about the place where we used to work and how much, and I'm going to say we, like, we hated it. <laughs> but that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say about it. All right, Saron, go ahead. All right. So we're going to um have uh, Dwayne Godwin uh come out. He is a financial literacy. He's going to talk to us about life insurance policies term life and feel free to ask your question this is the moment that you can ask your question and you will get it from the expert so with no further ado i'm going to have uh Dwayne to come on out welcome Dwayne. how are you doing i'm doing great how are you guys i'm doing well how are you good, doing? Good. Awesome. awesome first of all thank you very much for coming on here and um no problem at all. Was, um, about life insurance and the whole gamut. Yes. So tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, how long you've been in this industry, and um, just tell us about everything. Okay. So my name is Dwayne Godwin. I started my agency right around November of last year. Um, my agency started in Georgia. And I have expanded to 14 different states. So I've got a lot of different areas where I can help families. What created this passion was um, during COVID, I had two of my grandfathers, my mom, dad, and my dad's dad to pass away within a 30 um, day span. 
and both died from COVID. Um, one was more prepared, the other one wasn't. It's I that brought a, a huge awareness for me of the importance of making sure that I am involved in positive change and educating our community on the importance of making sure we have things in order because um, it, can, it can make the grieving process a little bit more easier or it can make it a uh, just chaotic and just, just definitely create some extra stresses with not having the financial support that you need or things in place to be able to do a burial, et cetera. So when I went through that personally um, during COVID, I said that it's time for me to make a change. What can I do to be a positive impact? And I, I got into insurance um, and I've loved it so I've loved it so far. I mean, I'm I'm truly being able to help our community understand what financial literacy means um, and how it, it can set you up, you and your family up for such a better financial future. And I okay. cover all different areas, not just um, burial. I cover mortgage. I cover final expense, um, all different areas as well. And then investments, whole life insurance and term life insurance. So I kind of um, basically cover all the biggest elements of insurance to make sure that uh, clients and families are getting protected. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, question for you, and, and, and yes. this is probably a, a, a good, probably time to talk about it to explain it. Can you break down the difference between term life, whole life, any other life there is like, I literally like, it's, it's kind of confusing to me, like the average person, I guess it's a little bit confusing when you, even when you read up on it, you, I, I still never completely get it, right? It's just like, you just know you're supposed to have life insurance, but you're never quite sure which one you should have so, and what the differences are. That's a great question. Whole life insurance, term life um, provides two separate different benefits. So for those who have a mortgage, who bought a home, who have large bills, who have uh, investments, things that they can't afford to lose in the event of death or in the event of critical illness too, term life is designed for that. So let me give you an example. You buy a house, $500,000, 30-year term. You want to make sure um, that you protect that loan in the event that something happens, not just if, if you pass away during that, um, before the 30 years, but also if you are, for some reason, God forbid, are critically ill. Um, when that happens, it will kick in and it'll provide you, it can provide you accelerated living benefits, which means it can help you pay for, you know, some expenses that you incur during that time. So term life is designed for that. Term life is designed to cover and protect your mortgage, uh, protect those large bills. It's to mirror that mortgage term and basically the balance so that if you pass away, that beneficiary, that wife, that significant other, whomever you choose, or maybe even a family member that you trust if you're not married or whatever, um, that beneficiary will not have to uproot their life and move because they can't afford the lifestyle that you created. This sets them up so that they can still maintain that lifestyle above and beyond the grieving the loss but they could be able to take care of that and so much more to be able to continue on their life moving forward. So that's the biggest element, the biggest benefit of term life. Whole life is when you're thinking about an investment standpoint. You say, 
I want to invest in something that down the line, I'm thinking about owning a business or my kids. I've got kids that are young now. They want to go to college in the future. I want to have something set up for their future that we can pour that money out and pay for those expenses. Whole life is ideal for that. Whole life will basically um, help you grow guaranteed cash each month that you're paying into it year over year. And it just grows and grows and grows. Some carriers have different parameters. Some you can pull the cash, guaranteed cash out. Some of most of them you can borrow it. But the benefit of borrowing it is that you're still growing that because it's a loan against the actual guaranteed cash that should have been sitting in there. So you can still grow it instead of having to deplete it. If you pull it out, then there's no more growth. So um, that's the benefit and the difference of a whole life versus a term life. There's a lot of other different things um, in regards of the two, but that's the starch difference. And that's why term is better for mortgage, people who have a mortgage. And then whole is more or less for people who just want to have something for their burial or an investment or for final expense. Okay. Uh, how early uh, would you suggest getting life insurance insurance for someone? You know, you know, I'm pretty sure most people have seen those little Gerber things that come in the paper for your kids, whatever the case may be. And I'm pretty sure most people throw it out. Um, so do you, should people actually get life insurance for their babies, their, their young children? Good yes. question. I'll give you, I'll tell you directly and then I'll give you an example. Absolutely. They should do it early. In regards to the time frame, they can do it as when they're young. The reason why is that child can have a large death premium for a small fraction of the cost. When, when the insurance, when they look at the actual premium and the, um, and the actual death benefit that's eligible, they look at the age and the health of that individual. So when you get it earlier and they're actually younger, those policies are tremendously cheaper than as you wait for like me, 43. It's a lot more limited. Um, I can't get a certain amount of death benefit and then the premium is higher. It's not impossible to get, but the earlier you get it and the healthier you are, the better um, policy that you can get, which down the line in a nutshell will tremendously help you um, long term. So and I'll give you that. And then I just literally set my family up, my nieces up with policies, three of them. One is 19, one is 26. And I think the other one is right around 20, uh, um, 20. 24, their policies, they were able to get $500,000 policies for a very inexpensive um, term of a premium per month. That's going to set them up. This th That policy, because they're younger, now it's an adult policy because they're over 18, so it's not a child policy. And that's another thing to add. You can get it on your child as a writer, but when they're 18, typically they have the they have the ability to now convert it into their own personal policy. But my point of mentioning that is this specific policy that all three of them have has a 30-year term, but it's a it's convertible in a 10-year, which means that they can still in 10 years say, we want to convert that into a whole life policy to grow guaranteed cash. And they get a large um, death benefit because of that. And it's just so much cheaper for them overall. So it's kind of the best of both worlds. They get that $500,000 half a million, and then they can convert it over to a whole life, which is a lifetime. 
Go ahead, Saron. No, I was just going to say that's a really good information to have. And if anyone in the who's watching right now will want to um, ask uh, Dwayne a question about term life policy, any type of policy that there is, please feel free to go ahead and type it in the comments and we'll make sure to put it up on the screen so that um, he can um, read it. So Dwayne, for you, I know oftentimes in the African-American community, this is not a topic that we easily talk about because we would normally say, why are you gonna spend your money for something that uh, when you die, somebody else is gonna get uh, the reward for and all of that stuff. So why is it important that uh, we eradicate that mindset? Also, when someone gets one of these policies, um, how soon, let's say, can they either borrow against it or take cash out from that policy? Because someone like, look, I'm spending all of this money every month, $100 for the next God knows how long I'm going to be alive for. Is it possible for me to get some money from this thing? Like, explain to us how that work and why is it important for those in the African-American community to eradicate that mindset of why am I going to pay into something that I'm going to die anyways, so might as well, why am I going to spend money for that? Like, help us to clear that mindset up. I do agree. It's a tough conversation. When we're talking about the future of death, we all have an expiration date. So I think we can all agree that that conversation has to be had at some point. The sooner you have it, the better you can prepare. But I am very sympathetic because I had that mindset until it hit me personally. What I'm trying to do is make sure that our community, that people that are not informed, that are not like questions that you just asked about the difference of term and, and, and a whole life, that they are getting the information so they understand what the true features and benefits are of having life insurance. Um, so that answers the first question in regards to why it's important to have the conversation. I understand that it's one that we don't want to have, but it's some is a conversation, especially African-American community, we need to have even more so. Um, and I can say I didn't, I started late too. So I understand um, because I was that person that didn't want to have the conversation. But when it hits you in your face, it wakes you up. And so I had my wake up. Um, I'm trying to prevent our community to have that, to wait until they have their wake up. And then it's a, ooh, I should have done, should have, would have done. Instead of doing that, let's have it, let's put it in place. So when it happens to all of us, it makes things so much easier. The second question you asked about, why am I paying for all of this and waiting for, you know, and that next person beneficiary receives the benefit? Well, I'll answer it from a standpoint of, um, you will be able to typically, the carriers that I work with, if it's available, which most times it is, you will have accelerated living benefits within that policy, which means that if you are critical ill, something happens to you where you're not able to go to work, depending on the parameters of that carrier, typically you can start utilizing a portion of that while you're living. So the beneficiary doesn't have to get all the benefits of a life policy. 
you can actually take um, advantage of some of it if you're critically ill. That's important because we're all at some point, unfortunately, it's reality. We're going to get older. Things are going to start happening. What, what will happen if tomorrow we fail critical ill? Will we be able to still maintain our lifestyle or will we have to pull out of other accounts? This is bread and butter because this is above and beyond what you may have set up. Okay. So that answers the question there. The other part is um, if you have a spouse, a wife, you have children, you don't want them to, when you leave, you're the breadwinner to have to basically pack up because the house is foreclosed because they can't pay it. They can't afford that lifestyle. There was not, let's just say that person had the same mindset that you just mentioned. And I know it happens a lot with a lot of uh, our community. I don't want to do that because they are, they'll be okay. Why do I need to do that? Well, now you're the breadwinner. Isn't it selfish to not set them up that if something, God forbid, happens, that they're able to maintain that lifestyle that you all have, have built? I'll give you another uh, carrot that I thought about. Homeowner's insurance. Have you ever thought about that? That's required. But mortgage protection isn't. The reason why is homeowner's insurance protects the lender's investment. The lender is giving you the loan. They're going to protect, the lender is going to protect themselves from repair and build, rebuild of that house that they basically are collateral for. Um, so that if something happens like weather, fire, theft, they can rebuild because there's equity in there. There's an investment equity for them. But there's not a requirement for us who are the homeowners for mortgage protection. Doesn't that seem odd? Yeah. We can do everything in regards to investing. We can put a pool in the house. I mean, outside. We can do all of these fabulous upgrades, but we can still lose the house if something happens and we can't make that payment. And the bank gets foreclosed and takes that loan. Did you ever think about that? So that's why it's important for us to become more informed because while we're spending so much time for our wives, our children to live a nice, nice lifestyle that we work so hard to earn, we don't want them to lose it if something happens and we pass away or we run critically ill and we have nothing set aside because we have that mentality. Why do it? You know, I don't want to do it. They'll be okay. So you have nothing set aside and you have to now lose everything. Okay. All right. So we're going to go to um, the comments. We have um, a question. Um, can someone with a prior diagnosis such as cancer qualify for whole or term life insurance? Good question. As long as they are 40 and up to 80, I can get them a policy with no health exams, no health, no medical questions at all. I have two carriers, AIG and another carrier that I work with that will approve um, my clients that are looking for a whole life policy, not a term. Um, a term is a little bit different, but a whole life policy that individual can get regardless of cancer and any other prior health uh, diagnosis. So um, is, there, is there like a dollar figure that is the cap or the for the minimum? So for per policy is 25,000 is the cap for, we call it a guaranteed issue whole life policy. All that means is that person, if they're 40, between 40 and 80, they want a policy, I will go in the system, assist them, basically first educate them on the features and benefits and find out their budget, 
whatever their budget is, we'll go in the system and calculate it. And if, if that works for them, I would apply for it uh, for them. And they're, they basically are instantly approved. As long as the premium can be paid and they're 40, between the ages of 40 and up to 80, I can get them a policy. Okay. Okay. Well, can, Tony, you know, you have your, you have your answer to that question. Yeah. I have a question for you, Dwayne. Um, can you get, can you uh, uh, get a policy on someone without their knowledge? I know it's a yeah. weird question, but I'm just wondering, because in the African-American community, a lot of times, if you say it's literally, if you tell like your honest, I'm going to put a, a insurance policy on you. There's a, oh, what you trying to do? Kill me? Like, oh, what you waiting for me to die? Like they're literally having a heart attack. As soon as they hear, I'm going to get a life insurance policy. They literally start to panic and have a heart attack. And so if you want to put a you know life insurance policy on someone, do they have to know? Do they have to sign anything? Like what is they, and again, Keep in mind, this, this, this might be of good intentions. But yes, not, person, yeah, nothing like, yeah, nothing crazy, literally yeah, like good intentions. Because, yeah, because yeah. a person might be very stubborn to yeah. do it, but yeah. you, as the educated one, knows mm -hmm. that you need this. It's you, good for them. You need this. Yeah. Yeah. But they're like, ah, I'm Plus, you don't want to yeah. live forever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And you don't want to be the one stuck there. with a GoFundMe. And so you're trying to, you know, <laughs> do the right thing. No. No, okay. no, no, no. Absolutely okay. not. I've had clients, we've had this conversation, same thing, a client, I need a policy on my aunt and uncle. I can't do it. I need to speak with aunt and uncle individually. Now, if they give a consent for you to be on that conference with them, I have mm -hmm. to speak with them. I have to verify their ID. So I would need to see their driver's license to verify they are who they say they are. Um, I would need to speak with them and maybe even for I would take extra precautions because that's kind of a red flag. It happens a lot with people trying to take life um, policies out on people and without their authorization. So me, I would take it a little further and say, hey, let's get on a Zoom. And if you're if your aunt and uncle have give consent, I would speak to them first. Make sure that they are consensual on you being on this call, because there are some things that may be discussed that they're not comfortable with. And that's their right. Um, and then if you want to be the payer of the policy, you absolutely can, but you cannot own the policy. They would be the owner, but you can be the payer. If you want to contribute on that policy for aunt and uncle, absolutely. God bless you. But you cannot start a policy, be the owner or the insurer for them or do anything representing them without their consent. Mm -hmm. that's, that's good. Second question in regards to that, because I just realized you and when you were talking, you said something that, that stood out. And so the person can pay for it as long as they know about it. Right. And and so mm -hmm. does the person paying for it have to be the benefit? Like if I'm paying for something, can they pick a different beneficiary? Absolutely. So they can still pick whoever they want, they even though I'm paying for it. Absolutely. Okay, I see. Absolutely. Okay. The, so the only person that can determine the beneficiary is the owner of that policy. I see. Do okay. they have they to tell the person? Them. Sorry, go ahead. And no, they can do, change the beneficiary so ever how many times they need to. They can contact they, the carrier and say, I want to change it, you know, next month, the next month. Are they required to tell the person who's paying for it? No. The oh. payer is just the payer is just the payer. 
Okay. They have no rights to the policy. That's why I emphasize that they're not okay. the owner. The yeah. owner is the one that makes those decisions. No, they do not have to. Yeah. Um, they do not have yeah. to share any information with the payer. Okay. So see, that's 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 good to know right there. So just because yeah. you're paying for it, and you're not the owner. You 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 have no rights to it. So you have no rights. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. That's good. Good question. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. No, that makes definitely. So that pretty much. Sense. So pretty much. Um. The the owner will have to say, hey, I want this person to be the beneficiary of the policy. Yeah. Even though you might be doing out of good of your heart to pay. That is correct. Absolutely. Well, um, can a person have multiple beneficiaries? And if so, how does it work in terms of dispersing, to dispersing the money and I guess like making sure, I, I, well, I guess you wouldn't know that once you disperse the money out. I guess the yeah. insurance company has nothing else to do with what goes on after that. But if it's two people on it, is the money just split between the two or the three or the four or the five? That is, or is it like a main person? Well, that, that's actually a great question. You have a primary that you select um, first who can be the largest percentage. Doesn't have to be uh, the largest percentage. But what those two, let's just say we have two beneficiaries that they want to split. They just have to be able to, it has to equal 100%. So it could be 60 40. It can be 50-50, it can be 30-70, whatever way that owner wants to set up the beneficiary's um, percentage, they decide it, but it has the total 100%. That's the only parameter. There can, I, I, I've had situations where I've got a family that has five children and want to split it. They can, if it's not available on the app, the e-app online, they would just after approval be able to call and add those additional and the 20% for each of the five to total 100%. That's mm. the only thing that's required is the 100%. Anything else in regards to beneficiaries is up to the owner. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Good question. A good thing. Yeah. Now I want to go ahead to the to the um, to the comment section. I'm gonna go here. Uh Bradshaw said, is there a way a person can find out? If someone else may have taken out a policy on them, like what if someone may have gotten a hold of personal information and took out a policy unbeknown to the policy holder? Yes, they can. All they need to do is find out. They do have to find out the carrier. OK, find out the carrier. Let's just say, for example, it may be Mutual of Omaha. You kind of got a, a hint or you feel like that someone's taking a policy out on you. You can call Mutual of Omaha. You can look them, Google them, look up their contact, or you can also, my information is up there. So if you got questions, my information is within the link to call me and I can kind of help you out with that. But the, sh the, the short answer to that is absolutely you can. You can call the carrier, provide them your social, and they can look it up and tell you the information on the policy if there's a policy taken out on you. Okay, okay. And we have another one. Um, this one is coming in from... Um, YouTube, uh, Jaru2001 said, in regards to search question about being the payer of someone's policy, what if they're the power of attorney? Does that give them the rights to manage the policy? The power of attorney is a little bit different because I'm not an attorney. That's kind of like a great area um, to answer because power of attorney gets more into the legal um, ramifications of that contract. Um, yes. There are um, there are rights that are given with power of attorney. Um, however, that would be more invasive 
the, I would say you would need to call that carrier and find out how that works because every carrier has different parameters. Some are a little bit more flexible. Some are very much more strict. Um, but yes, power of attorney does allow the right to be able to have some ownership, but what that carrier will allow determines uh, the, the carrier specifically will determine that. Okay. I have a question. So you mentioned earlier about that uh, you could um, say in case of um, uh, health scare, then an emergency, so that what are the, the conditions that someone can take out uh, money from their policy um, to do something? Can it just because, oh, I want to go travel or it has to be for a medical emergency or what is the parameter? What, what, what are the rules regarding that? And how long does it take for after getting the policy with you, um, someone can go ahead and get that um, money? And if so, how much legally can they take? Because obviously common sense, if it's 25,000, you can't go take out, I don't know, 25,000 because that defeats the whole purpose of having the policy. Okay. So um, good question. We recommend typically five years minimum, let it grow, let your whole, we're talking about specifically a whole life policy where it grows into guaranteed cash. It grows that five years basically will allow you to see the growth in that policy. Okay. Um, to determine the amount, that's a very variable question. It's specific to what your policy is, what your investment is into that policy will determine how much it grows. So one person may be paying 250 towards a whole life policy. One person may be paying $50 towards a whole life policy. One will grow a lot larger, have a larger death benefit and guaranteed cash that grows in that policy. So that's a, that's a hard question to directly answer. However, you asked another question in regards to when can you pull it out? Yes. You can pull it out anytime, basically five years or so. You can start pulling it out. The guaranteed cash, that is, that is available to you. That is what you are entitled to utilize. You don't have to ask anybody or, or beg or apply. No, you don't do that. When it's in your policy, which you'll get a statement each month, over the year as well, annually, it'll tell you what's in that policy, that what grows. You can pull that out and borrow against it at any point whenever you see you see fit. Okay. You asked another question in regards of uh, if something happens critically happens to you. If you get if you are applicable, and of course the care every carrier is different on what they uh, uh, what they look at critical illness to be. Okay, so that varies as well. But I'll give you an example: someone that 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 has a critical illness and um, and they have only a year to to live. The doctor has told them you only have a year to live. That's a that may be applied for critical illness, and that may be cancer or something happened, you know, um, to them during that time that they are they have the policy. Then they can start pouring this separate. This is separate they can start pouring out the accelerated death benefit um, during that time, meaning a larger amount that they can start pouring out of that policy. Sometimes it's 50% of the death benefit, um, which if it's a $25,000 policy, 
it may be half of that, depending on the carrier and the max. Some have a max of critical illness, uh, death benefit that you can start pouring out of that policy. So they're, okay. two, they're two separate things. Guaranteed cash is not has nothing to do with you being disabled. That is just your guaranteed cash that you've earned. You pour that out as you see fit as it grows. You're going to loan it. You're going to typically you're loaning it and you're paying it back. I do want to emphasize that most of the carriers is the loan. OK, as you're paying it back, let's just say you pass away, you borrow five thousand, you only pay twenty five hundred dollars back. That twenty five hundred dollar difference will just be uh, deducted from the death benefit that goes to the beneficiary. So so it's it's particular that don't take the money from it unless you really have to take take it from it, because if well, not. Go ahead. Well, yes and no. Um, Take it at your own leisure. The benefit of watching it grow is it it grows it grows more. Okay, your your guaranteed cash will continue to grow. So let's just say if you cash it out, which some carriers you can cash out the guaranteed um, cash value, you can cash that out. It stops. The guaranteed cash starts all over when you're investing after the fact. If you're loaning it, it's still growing because you're taking a loan against it. So that amount is just borrowed against that guaranteed cash value. Okay. I actually have an interesting question. Um, can you have multiple policies? Meaning, can you have a policy with like uh, Mutual Omaha, Gerber, Farmers Bureau? Like, can you have multiple policies out? Or is that like a red flag towards insurance companies if they see you have like four or five policies? You can. You can you have can. it. You can have multiple policies. There are stipulations that um, in regards to the death benefit amount that you can max out, but it just solely depends on the carriers. Some carriers say, you know, like some of my guaranteed issue whole life, and that's for those who have um, medical issues or anything and they don't require health issues, health questions or health exams. It's basically a straight policy. They basically max out at 25000 per policy. But I have multiple carriers that can allow that client, if they wanted 50,000, they can get two policies, one with that carrier, one with another. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, really quickly, okay. so a lot of people may not know this, and I just found out, I don't know, like I say, I just found out about it, but, you know, 10 so years ago, a lot of employers offer life insurance. A lot of them offer it. Sometimes they tell you, sometimes they don't, but it doesn't hurt to ask. And a lot of times it's free or it's like reduced. And so definitely ask about it. Usually it just comes right out of your check if there's a, like a small fee for it or whatever the case may be. A lot of times you can add on to it. And so it's definitely worth checking out. And I will say this, I will add to that important fact. I'm glad you mentioned that. There is a difference between a company's policy. It's a group policy. You're not the owner. You don't take advantage of the guaranteed cash that earns on that policy. You only receive it as a certificate. Okay. And also when you're, when you leave that company that goes away. So, you know, there's no true long-term benefit unless you're going to stay with that company for a long time, but if it's available, absolutely. So what a lot of my clients are doing is those larger amounts that the company is giving them, they utilize that and they make sure that they get a separate personal um, whole life policy where now they're taking the true benefits of that whole life policy and they're the owner of it. 
And that allows you to, to have the best of both worlds, a large benefit. When you leave, you still have something set aside. Okay. Okay. We're going to go to the, to the comment section. Um, John is um, asking a question here. Uh, why would someone want to borrow from it if they have a year or so left? It's going to be needed for funeral expenses. Is there any truth to that? Um, no. So let me, let me clarify. That's a good question, um, John. Borrowing against it may be, when you say a year left, are you saying a year, let's just use a year. He's saying maybe they're thinking they only have a year to live. Yeah. Because um, that's the only thing I can understand to qualify as a year left. Um, a whole life policy is basically forever. Okay. That's the first thing. It doesn't expire. Um, it stays with you forever. So as long as you live, you'll always have it. There is a cutoff date. Some, some carriers stop at 85, some stop at 90 in regards to investing in it. You can still have the policy, but they cut off that time that you are required up to to pay for premiums. Um, if you're borrowing against it, it's something that you may need right now. Um, it doesn't hurt to borrow against it. It's the same benefit of leaving it inside of the policy if you're paying it back because you're borrowing it, so it's a loan. So you'll still grow. As long as you don't cash it out, you still receive the same benefit. Actually, is a huge advantage for you, that person who's insured, to have that option because now you can actually enjoy some of the benefits of that policy while you're living. So that hopefully that answers your question. What happens is if you don't pay the full balance of that loan that you're borrowing, per se, quote unquote, then it's actually applied towards the death benefit for that um, beneficiary. Really quickly, because our time is running out, but I have, an, I have a question actually from myself. I was, I've always been curious about, can bill collectors come after your insurance policy if you've passed on? So let's just say you had life insurance, you passed away, you had a beneficiary, they got the policy, there was $100,000 left over, but you have a car, you have all these bills. Can those can can your bill collectors come after you and take the money from the beneficiary? No, okay. no, sir. No, sir. Okay. It's separate entity. Gotcha. Separate. Totally separate. That's not tied to anything corresponding to bills or anything. Yeah. That is a check that goes to the beneficiary to pay for whatever is needed for that person. OK, no, that's good to know. Okay. I've always wondered okay. that. Yeah. Well, we are almost out of time, but before we go, Dwayne, I want for you yes. to let, let us know where you can be reached. Yes. Uh, what exactly um, policies that you are able to help with? And um, just tell us how to get in contact with you so people can know where you are, how to get in yeah. contact with you, email, phone, social media, you name it. Floor is yours. Awesome. Awesome. So you can look me up. My name is right up there at the bottom. Dwayne Godwin is my Facebook. Um, you can contact me there. You can message me there. You can also find me on IG DC Godwin. You can message me there. If you have a direct question that you need an um, answered right away, you can actually just call me directly or text me at the 470-366-5645. Okay. All right. Perfect. Awesome. Perfect. Awesome. Awesome. All right, Dwayne, we will say bye to you and thank you very much for thank you uh, very coming much. on. Yes. My Thanks pleasure. Much, thank Dwayne. you all for having me. All Definitely. Right,
All right. So thank you all for joining us. Remember, um, we are. You can catch us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Spotify, Apple Music Podcasts, everywhere, and Facebook iHeartRadio. Everywhere. If you haven't subscribed to us already, please go ahead and subscribe to us. Like that. Our comments. Share it with people that Do you that. know. As Do you can that. tell, this is a worthwhile information that we all need. Yes, we talk about celebrity gossip and important stuff also. Exactly. It's not just a hot topic. We talk about life (laughs) stuff. You know, these are things that we don't think we need it until we realize, oh, my God, we really need it. No more gun. No more GoFundMe's. Get your your insurance policy if you can afford it. You can afford it. Do it. Just go get it. Please. Just go get it. Yeah. Yeah, $100, $50, $30. You never know. So contact Dwayne. And he will definitely make sure that you are set, your children are set, and you yourself will be set too, and your family. All right. Any parting words, uh, Serge? I will see you guys next week. It's past my bedtime. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But I will see you guys next week. All right. Thank you all for tuning in, and I will see you guys uh, next week. Peace.